Well, right. now we can get into our show. We do have brand new headphones right now. I don't even know the brand. They are like $13 on Amazon, and so far I love them way better than my $40 pair that I've been using. Yes, they do seem to work quite well. People who are listening, they are not Beats. Not Beats. They are not Beats, so which explains why it wasn't. It's low budget. It's season well, one, you know, Season yeah, one. Season one. Season one. You know, product placement. There is some truly <laughs> mm-hmm. on the table. They know it is. It's because I've been addicted. <laughs> Move your microphone a little closer to you. Yeah, Like that. that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like yeah. I was already close. Well. Because if you're right up close to it, then you can just talk quietly and it'll still pick you up. It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a So this is Douglas is back with me here today. Mm. If you remember him from the mental health episode, you did a great job. And if you forgot about me, you probably did better. Oh my gosh. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it. So yeah, we do have the lemonade trulies here. That's what Douglas is drinking. I am drinking a grapefruit Radler from Stiegel. Stiegel Radler grapefruit, which is interesting because I don't like grapefruit or beer, but these are tasty. They're tasty. They're the only thing that I can, like, only beer-type drink that I can drink. Oh, malt beverage with natural flavor. Austria. People who are listening, I swear this is our first one, so. I know. I know. It's like we've just been on the couch all day doing nothing, and now the internet's not working, so we're just going to record a little show. And Douglas and I live together. Yes. And this is a long time coming. We've been quarantined for three like months, three complete months. Yeah. Mid, mid-March. And it is June 20th right now, the day before going Father's Day. Going into late June, yeah. Okay. Douglas and I are going to be talking a little bit about the drag queen scene. Mm. Okay. Be- because yeah. Douglas is a drag queen. Teal is a drag queen. Teal, Yes. My drag name is Teal Death. It's when I first started drag. Well, I've always loved the color teal. Teal's always been my favorite color. When I first started, it was just teal. And then I heard someone did the wedding veil, Teal Death, do you part? I'm like, Teal Death. Got the pun, stole it, trademarked, you're welcome. (laughs) So it is Teal Death. And follow her on Instagram, Facebook. Yes. If you Facebook Teal Death, I'll pop up. It'll pop up as my boy name first. It'll pop up as... Douglas. Legally. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Douglas Betancourt. Um, My Instagram is Teal Death Official. Yes, and we'll link that in the show notes so that Mm. you can find him easily. And he's been doing a weekly drag talk show for about a month now and pretty much killing it. Has a guest on each show. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I do a Instagram weekly drag talk show because, you know, with the bars and everything being closed, there's everyone's doing digital drag performing shows, which I'm all for. I love doing them, but... I wanted to take a something different, like it's a drag talk show, which each week is a different topic. 
we talk about whatever it is. Like the first episode was 90s everything. That's like cool. 90s music, mm-hmm. hairstyle. Kid shows. You were asking everything. me. Everything. Yeah, the David, <laughs> that day as he was getting ready and painting, getting into drag makeup. Correct. Right? I, I'm learning slowly. Or as drag queens say, you're beating the face. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, that's a new one to me. You're like, I cannot wait to beat you. Well, because that sounds sexual. I mean, and like homicidal. Or physically Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a little, I could take that either way. <laughs> it comes for like the beauty blender, the sponge, because you're literally like Oh, beating. like attacking your own face, trying to uh, contour and stuff. And highlight, yeah. Okay. Look at you knowing terminology. Right, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of words, just not always the correct usage. So well, I think this. we have that in common. Does contour darken or highlight? Uh, wouldn't it do a little bit of both because doesn't it like make you look skinnier and so you'd have to have like no he's shaking his head at me so what but wouldn't you have to like have like a little bit of a shadow over here so that you can have a highlight over here so you're correct at the first part so when you contour you're darkening certain areas Mm -hmm. to highlight but you're not highlighting okay you're chiseling that seems like semantics I didn't make it up. Sure. Okay. I'll give that to the Kardashians. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, that's fine. So I am the oldest of four kids. You've heard me talk about my siblings before. Sarah Lynn, Jennifer, and then Dylan. Know them all. Yep. Yep. Doug's been around for like 15 years. Uh, He's like little brother to me. It's great. For this episode, we're going to be learning a little bit more about the drag world. So I know that some people out there know a ton about this. Mm -hmm. You know more about it than I do, obviously. But I don't know that I've ever even watched a complete single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, let alone entire seasons. I beg to differ because I think there was one episode where we sat Mm -hmm. and they did the Snatch Game episode. Which is usually like the golden uh, episode of every season. That's the one where queens want to make it to. Like the hallmark of that episode? or, or the- It's like, I don't want to be the first one voted off, but let me at least make it to Snatch Game where they have to become a character. Mm-hmm. And it's like a... It's like a parody of the match game back in the day. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I do remember watching that. And there is the robot... The, yeah, the one Maria the Robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up, bitch? Yeah, that <laughs> one. Yeah, no, that was funny. Okay, so that might have been the only one. And so I know like our local gay bars will have like, oh, Fridays are a drag or whatever. And they have contestants who were on RuPaul's Drag Race. And it's just an excuse to get the cover up for that night. Well, but, uh, so why kind don't, of. Okay, okay. So why don't you... Take us back in time in the drag scene oh, and explain Jesus. a little bit about it. Like Stonewall. Oh, where like did dra- that back. Yeah, like, like, like that the back. history. Like that, the that, history. That, that back again. Right. As a lesbian, I've been to a couple of drag shows, but I really I don't know the language, the terminology that I hear some of the gay guys talk about, and I definitely don't watch the drag race. So for our listeners who might be in a boat similar to me, give us a little history of drag. Where does it come from? Where does it start? Why has it evolved this way? What are some new developments? Take us where your brain wants to take us. So drag itself has been around to me 
especially when, you know, you go back to William Shakespeare. His okay. female parts were played by not females. And that was very common back then is that it was only yes. men would be in plays and they would play the role of women. Correct. Okay. Drag is an acronym for dressed as a girl. Really? So I didn't know that. I heard of that and knew of it maybe two years ago. Drag itself has evolved and it has mutated. And, you know, back then, you know, let's say, let's talk the 80s. When people were in drag, Mm -hmm. they looked at it as in the opposite sex. Or it was a man trying to portray a woman. Like, drag didn't have it. It was mainly you're becoming a woman. So it was like the first step towards transitioning, if you will? No, it was more performance value. Okay. So then how is it different now? there's some trans people that use it as a gateway. Okay. Now. Sure. Like, you can take drag anywhere you want to. Like for me, I'm a cis male, mm-hmm. and when I'm in drag, I'm till death, but I'm still a guy at the end of the day. I take off the makeup, I take off the wig, I take off the lashes, I take off everything, mm-hmm. and I'm Douglas again. I'm not till, but that's not the same for everyone, and it's evolved throughout the decades and the years and everything, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's changed. Like Stonewall happened in 1969. And the first technically pride was a riot. Yeah. Because that was a riot. Yeah. And now it's evolved and it's, you know, it's It's a party. It's a celebration. Yes. It's inclusive. We're celebrating what we have fought for and everything. And, you know, there's a scene if you guys listeners have seen the movie Clueless. There's a scene where... Share not sure, but you know, share um, <laughs> was driving and she went on the freeway and she kind of had a little freak out moment. And her friend said, "Like I'm in love with Christian." And her friend was like, "Wait, what? No, Christian is an Oscar Wilde reading Barbara Streisand listening to Friend of Dorothy." But that last part, Friend of Dorothy, actually. Mm-hmm goes back to the Stonewall era because it was so, you know, closed doors as far as being gay. That to where they said, hey, are you a friend of Dorothy? Was their way of saying, hey, are you because... Like that's a code? Judy Garland Mm -hmm. passed in 1969. Her most known part was... Dorothy. From? The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Are you a friend of Dorothy? Okay. It all kind of circles so, around that. So I had heard, yes, Dorothy, Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland, mm-hmm. but I didn't know are that that was- Are you a friend was... of Dorothy was a way, hey, are you gay? Yeah, I had never heard that before. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that works in the lesbian sense. What are you, like, are you a friend of Melissa? Melissa Etheridge (laughs) Kira Knightley uh, Jodie Foster Home Depot Was Home Depot around back then? Oh who knows I don't know but we are not shopping at Home Depot anymore Lesbians Yes Lowe's or bust 
Yeah, no, Home Depot, no, none of that. Um, no, so I didn't know that that was like a... I didn't know either. I heard it a couple months ago. So a friend of Dorothy was kind of like a... Like, like a, a password? Code, like a password. Yeah, yeah that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, are you a friend of Dorothy? Mm-hmm. Because Judy Garland had passed in 1969. Yeah. And that also happened the year of Stonewall. So I'm like, I don't... The gaze in the number 69 has got traced back. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's true now i get it sure but yeah so kind of evolving from then so let's kind of skip ahead into the 80s so rupaul rupaul andre charles the full name rupaul is one name a lot of people say oh ru's the first name paul's no rupaul is is the the first name andre charles it should be rupaul andre charles drag race um, mm-hmm. but he was born and raised in, um, San Diego. That's right. Remember okay. last year when I went to the, um, da, 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 California has that, um, hall of fame award thing. Oh, and I invited you to and yes, everything. Yes. And I said, RuPaul's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's only for people who were born and raised in California. Only people mm-hmm. like who like real Californians who have done something in their field. And I forget the name Absolutely. of the you award can, show that you were talking about, but yeah, I, I remember yeah, you can move away and come back or whatever. But mm-hmm. y- if you were born here, like Wolfgang, I met him. He's all of three foot four. Um, <laughs> He's like a Keebler elf. Phenomenal food. I will say oh, yeah. I'm like, I've never tasted any like Wolfgang puck. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk met him. Oh, that's cool. And of course, Gavin RuPaul. Newsom. Of course. Because it's always the governor of California has to introduce mm-hmm. the who's ever being inducted into the um, Hall of Fame. Yeah. And it was here in Sacramento. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. I remember because it rained and I walked from the event to Badlands and. Oh, no. Big mistake. Tell us about RuPaul's. So, life because you started saying the 80s. Okay. So RuPaul from San Diego lived in Atlanta, Georgia. And then from Atlanta, Georgia, met a friend, Lady Bunny. And Lady Bunny is like a very crude, vulgar, like very dry, funny, but one of RuPaul's oldest. Mm-hmm. Like oldest, mentors? Well, like she built the Titanic, like okay. oldest, <laughs> but like a good friend. They both mm-hmm. like hop, skip, bop to New York, mm-hmm. got, and RuPaul's was a go-go dancer. He was a go-go boy before a drag queen. And it wasn't until the 90s he had... Remember the RuPaul show? It was in the 90s on the VH1. It was called the RuPaul show. I do not. He had Eartha Kitt. Lesbian here. Lesbian over here. Gay man over there. I do not remember. But tell us about it. Okay, so Eartha Kitt and salt and Peppa. So what? (laughs) There's no ER. Not Pepper. Peppa. Peppa. But... um. RuPaul had a 90s talk show on VH1 called The RuPaul Show. Okay. Um, it didn't, you know, make it. So RuPaul kind of went away during the... Um, the early 2000s. The Bush era. Sure. If you want to call it that. Okay. So I feel like Dragon General kind of went away during the Bush, Dr. Bush era, whatever you want to call it. And it reemerged... And then in 2009, mm-hmm. RuPaul came back with RuPaul's Drag Race. And that's when it started in 09 with season one. With a vengeance, too. Yes. Like, 
And it started off with, oh, I may season get this wrong. One. Well, season one may have had nine to ten queens. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. If you're listening and you're like, oh, he's wrong. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> it started low. Smaller. And yes. As you do if you're testing a new I believe show. ten or twenty thousand dollars was of and then sponsored by Absolute World Tour. Um so Absolute the vodka. Absolute yes. does love the gays, and so I I appreciate that from them. And then going on and on and on, you know, drag itself, like RuPaul has shoved drag down mid America's throat so hard they couldn't even swallow. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. I I know where you're going like, that. But it's it's great, but it's also, I feel like it works against too. Well, I was just going to say, and it's working because he's doing fantastic. The yeah. queens that come on the show are doing great. Some of them are now millionaires Absolutely. in their own right. Well, Rue gives them that platform. Mm-hmm. And you have queens that are literally traveling the world. You have, they're like, I'm in Manchester. I'm in, and then two days later, I'm in Australia. Yeah. I'm in South Africa. I'm in Lodi, California. Right. Like, it's, they go everywhere. And I, I'm not saying every queen that's passed through the halls of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. but he's kind of given that torch to kind of carry on the drag name. He's also bringing contestants from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And so they can go back to their own home state and be celebrities there, bigger than they country. ever were before. Their own country. Yeah, so I was that was going to be my There's a lot question. of Puerto Rican queens that's passed through Drag Race. Oh, that's cool. Any other countries? Do Is there like... There's Canada. Season 10 had our first Islam queen. Wow. It was amazing. Um, her name was Mercedes Iman Diamond. And during a certain challenge, she couldn't say a certain word. Mm-hmm. And it's now a meme. It's now everywhere. Um, it was opulence. Okay. But she says opulence. Okay. And one of the judges was like, what are you saying? Opulence. You own everything. And Michelle's like, opulence? Yeah, opulence. <laughs> you know, they made jokes of it. But mm-hmm. it was like, and now she's coming out with merchandise that says Opalins on the mm-hmm. back. I own everything. And yeah. now she's, you know, you make someone's crutch or their accent. Or a money. mistake. Yeah. One mistake. Like, Alyssa Edwards, mm-hmm. which is a Texas queen. She's one of the more renowned queens from Drag Race. She was on season five and then came along again for All Stars 2. And also has the dance show. Yes. On Netflix, Dancing Queen. Yes. So she was, she has a dance studio in Garland called Beyond Belief. Mm -hmm. And she's one of the known queens for the tongue pop. Yes. Yes. So she was not thin before. And another queen was like, you had back rolls in the back of your dress. It was disgusting. Mm -hmm. And she's like. Taking shade. Back rolls. Yeah. And now, you know, she's coming out with merchandise. You make fun of them mm-hmm. and it becomes viral and then they make money off of it. I think it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'll take your back rolls and turn them into bank rolls. Absolutely. And I think she actually said that <laughs> at RuPaul's DragCon in yeah. LA one year. Yeah. If you can use it for your advantage, then yeah. absolutely go for it. And so something I think is awesome about the drag race is 
I don't even watch it, and yet I know the names of several queens. Like, yes, I I live with you, but also like with the. When they're so guys mainstream, that- Shangela. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Or we were watching that Family Feud the other day that had a couple of them on. Oh, so there was Latrice Royale and oh, yes. Raven. Latrice, woman. <laughs> she- <laughs> But I mean, there's drag queens now on a mainstream artist, Taylor Swift, Mm -hmm. you know, um, You Need to Calm Down, featured RuPaul and many other queens and many other LGBT artists. There was, I mean, not an, you know, not a singer, but Ellen was on there. There was Adam Lambert. Mm -hmm. I'm Ryan Reynolds ally. Like there's just so many, um, Billy Porter, a Broadway known for kinky boots. Like there's so many LGBT artists that Taylor featured and then she got backlash you're using the lgbt i'm like fuck off like but if she didn't use any you'd be like why aren't you featuring lg you know you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't yeah and also to a certain extent we need to be used because we as an lgbt community yeah need to be able to use someone else in order to gain leverage in society and in visibility and so I would say Becoming that's a part- mainstream. Exactly, because we're not, yeah. right? It's, it's well, not fashionable it to be gay. Bullshit when she was getting backlash. She was like, you're using the LGBT, you're using the drag. She was like, uh, no, I'm actually very good friends with them. I still mm-hmm. tell like, but if she didn't, they'd be like, you know, why don't you 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 preach about acceptance or equality? Why don't you use them? And then she uses them, and then she gets back. Like, come on. And Taylor Swift does not need to use anybody. No. She's She's making it well on her own. She's fine. She started off as a country singer, mm -hmm. and then became, she did more country pop, and now I think she's more mainstream pop. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Ariana, I mean, Ariana Grande was never country, but you know what I mean. But, I mean, there's other artists like Rihanna, Sia. There's other uh, Robin. There's other, you know, singers that have used drag race queens or Mm -hmm. just queens in general in their music videos. I think that's great. I think that's great. That's getting you more visibility, more notoriety. It's getting you money. Hello. It's creating jobs for drag queen and drag artists. I feel like everyone's going to argue it. Who fucking cares? Like, say they were. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what did you lose out on? You won. Yeah. You just appeared in a Rihanna music video, Disturbia. Yeah, you're fine. You're doing you're good. You're doing well. Regardless of if she used you or not. But the point is like, I hate when people say like they're using the algebra. Go suck a dick. Like, <laughs> no, I just get pissed at that. I'm like, you're giving this singer, they can't win. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just true in a lot of situations right now in america is yeah. like pick an issue and you're gonna have people on both sides of it and that's just how it is and like yeah. have your own opinions and that's that's great so let me ask you something now i recently yes. found out that women do drag you and i were talking about this a little while ago and that i mean it makes sense like i've heard of drag kings mm-hmm. but i had never heard of what natural drag queens so, so- cis women who dress in drag Correct. for performances. I did not know that was a thing. And so can you so, tell us a little bit about that? Drag, I feel like since, I don't want to say since drag race, but maybe since like, let's say halfway through, since season six or seven, 
What season are they on now? They just crowned season 12. Okay. Spoiler. No. We're trying to get more drag fans. Let's not issue any. Um, If you haven't seen it, go watch it. So it's now airing All Stars 5. Um, By the way, totally fan of Miss Cracker and Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee, phenomenal. Miss Cracker, wanted to go. Like, those are my two. So if people are asking, who are you? They know the answer. But anyways, so as far as drag itself has no gender. Drag is an art. Drag is an umbrella. So there's a lot of drag queens or kings that do pageants. If you do a pageant, you do have to follow certain criteria. You have to pad. You have to, you know, put on a set of Like a beauty pageant, like a competition? Is that what we're talking about? Okay. Not just a show at your local gay bar. Correct. Okay. But you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Drag itself, there are so many queens, not just from Drag Race, that there are so many queens that I look up to, Lady Bunny, Coca Peru, you know, Jackie Beats, um, Heclina. You know, there's so many queens that kind of paved the way that didn't have to even pet. And they're friends with Rue. They're like, bitch, I don't want to go on your show. But besides that, you know, there's drag is art art is subjective i don't do certain things that people say oh your hair needs to be bigger because you're not skinny well, what well it's it's an opinion and opinions are like assholes everyone has one but i mean i will patty make me look better symmetrically Probably. Do I need to do it? No. There are certain reasons that I do certain things. There's, I wear eyelashes. Some queens don't wear eyelashes. I don't wear nails because when I press on nails and then I open up a car door, <laughs> ain't going to happen. Yeah. It you can't hurts. get in out of your exactly. if you have the nails. Your worst nightmare is, is buckling your seatbelt. When you have like press on nails mm-hmm. and it's pulling your actual nail when you press on something, it hurts. If you enter a pageant, you're doing something, they're going to want to see something. So, yes, they, that would make sense. They expect you to go above and beyond. Correct. Because there's actually a prize involved and it's a competition and people take well, it so very seriously. Well, so is Drag Race. Well, isn't Drag Race kind of a pageant? Isn't it, isn't it a pageant that lasts all season long? Uh, I mean, No. Cause, cause pageant, no. Is it a... It's a competition. Contest, a competition, yes. But pageant, they want to see womanly figure. They want to see there's talent. I mean, Drag Race does do a talent portion. But you have queens, you know, your top three of the season. You have one that always wears a chest plate that pads. Then your next top doesn't pad, doesn't do that. But they're equally talented in other ways. So it okay. it doesn't and doesn't. And there's many queens that have one that do not pad, that don't wear fake boobs or a chest plate. Okay. There's they may do it for a challenge or for a certain look, but is that but what overall, they normally do outside? Mm-hmm. No. Like Alaska Thunderfuck, she's one of the, the ones, you know, hi. Okay. Um, she is you know, she's a singer. She is one of the top favorite queens to ever come out of RuPaul's Drag Race. And her boyfriend at the time won season four, Sharing Needles. Okay. And came from the meth capital of the world. 
And that's what she's known for. And she, I'm not saying she does meth on stage. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of things that they don't do that is supposed to be like the quintessential, you need to do this because that's drag. But if it's an art form, they interpret it how they want. Subjective. And they have, right. And they Absolutely. have, and they have their own you always have on someone it. says, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. Thank you. Take it in. Right. I mean, they're not doing it to destroy you. Mm-hmm. They may, it may enhance. And if it enhances you and you like it, go for it. If it enhances you and you don't feel like yourself, you don't have to do it. Well, right. Like have fun with it, right? If you're Absolutely. not having fun, you shouldn't drag, be doing it. Drag is all about not taking yourself too seriously. And that's the one thing that RuPaul himself, he even says, you know, I'm saying him, I'm saying she, listeners, you know, RuPaul herself, even says you could call me he, she, Regis, or Kathleen Lee as long as I get paid. <laughs> like, that's why you see RuPaul, like, if he's not in drag, he's not getting paid for being in drag. He's like, I've done my years enough. Like, I'll get paid for it. Like, yeah. DragCon, he always does a keynote speech. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Is he in drag? No. Does he need to be? No. No, yeah. No, for RuPaul, he uses the name... When in drag and when not. Is that correct? Well, that's his actual name. Yeah. He uses his biological name as his drag name. Yeah. He doesn't have a a stage name. That is it. And that works. There's a lot of queens on Drag Race that don't have a drag name. They have Derek Barry. There's oh really Chad Michaels, that one All-Stars one. He's the Mm -hmm. Sharon impersonator. You know, there's a lot of queens that don't necessarily have like a drag name. But then again... You don't have to. It's just like a, it's what people are used to. And maybe they like to do it. Like mm-hmm. I like to do it. I don't want to go out there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Doug. Miss Doug. Yeah. Well, it's like there's some queens that I, from Australia, there's someone, I think it's Australia. I'm like 90%. Her name is Karen from finance. I'm like, wait, no, your name not. is What? <laughs> Karen from Fine. That's awesome. But her, she has drag daughters, you know, um, mm-hmm. Rebecca from HR. Okay. So, <laughs> so explain to us what a drag daughter is. Okay. So say you, Katie, wanted to start drag. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to do it. Say you can easily, you know, log into YouTube and kind of do a tutorial. But usually you look for a drag mom that kind of helps you and guides you until like a mama bird until you can spread your wings and do it yourself like a mentor correct does my mentor book me shows if i'm good enough in a traditional aspect yes nowadays no why not nowadays what's the what's the difference what's changed there's social media okay so i don't need a mother i don't think it's necessary does it help yeah is it necessary no okay that's good so if anyone out here is listening and is has been thinking about drag or is interested, what advice do you have for them? I always say everyone should do drag at least one time in their life. I always say that because when you put on that wig, some people, like for me, when I do drag, I look like a mess until I put on those lashes and wig and then it all comes together within the last five minutes. But if you want to do it, mm-hmm. do it. You know, if there's nothing stopping you, I say do it. Will you look the best of first night out? 
Hell no. Well, nobody's going to look the best the first night out. But, I mean, way back in the 80s, there was no internet, really. There was no YouTube. There was no tutorials. You could not post a flyer of your show on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. They literally handed out flyers. Yeah. You know, New York is a big city of Mm -hmm. drag, and they usually used it as an umbrella when it started raining when you walked from club to club. I mean, <laughs> so like they used the flyer that the, that yeah. they got on the street to as an umbrella because they were Absolutely. out. Oh no, that's as Coco Peru. Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, if you want to do something, do it. If you want it that bad, you would know the resources, or you would know how to get the resources to do it. Me, I had no drag mom when I first started. I. Didn't need it, but I wanted to do it so bad. Repetition. Mm-hmm. You know, the easiest way to break in heels, wear them around the house when you clean house and do laundry. That's the best way to break in a pair of yeah. heels. If it's your first time performing, do not do a high dance number unless you have a cheer <laughs> dance background. And you're like, used to doing it in heels. Yes. Yeah. But don't do a cliche song. Don't do, do not do I Will Survive. Don't not Whitney do... Houston. Um, Jolene by Dolly Mm. Parton do not do I Will Always Love You do not do Dancing on My Own by Robin you got to look at yourself in the mirror and kind of you know when you're on an iPhone and you're on maps and you kind of like zoom in you spread your fingers apart to zoom into something yes so look at yourself in the mirror but close your fingers zoom out and be like why do I want to do this Mm -hmm. kind of look at the whole perspective and be like is there are some person you want to do this is have you always been a fan of drag, but now you want to try it out? Mm. Like I said, I feel like everyone once in their life needs to try drag at least once. You may find an inner personality that you may never know you possessed. And that opportunity on stage is there for you to uncover hidden layers of yourself, right? And different parts of your personality that don't always get to be on display. Absolutely. And you know, performing in drag, it, when you perform, you're in a certain high because everything's on you. And there's a lot of queens from Drag Race and outside of Drag Race that, you know, kind of had to take a seat back because everything hit, you're in the limelight and it was all just too much. Some mm-hmm. people who dealt with depression, who had like, you know, certain... Um, like mental illness. Correct. Or- And they're like, I can't do this right now because think about it. You spend three to four hours getting ready. Mm -hmm. You go and like you're getting all this attention. You're getting, you know, all this praise. You go perform. You're on that high. And then you leave the club. You go from one extreme to the other. You're alone. Okay. So you go from one extreme to the other. Like a roller coaster. And you start out alone. And then you're getting ready and you're like, okay, I know I'm going to have this awesome night. I'm going to be performing in front of people who like me. And so you're going up and up and up. And then you get ready. You get to the bar. You're seeing your friends. You're chatting and you're going up and up and up. You perform. And then in the Uber ride down, it's like falling off a cliff. And you're going home to an empty house. Five to six hours of everything. Three minutes to zero. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's for everyone, but I'm saying mentality, you have to be prepared for that because there's a lot of queens that have done interviews. They're like, you know, they came off of drag race. They're doing shows left and right. Hey, 
you know, we're in Vegas. Okay, next night. Okay, we're in Chicago. And they're like, they're like, hey, are you up? They're like, oh, shit. It's six in the morning. And I was about, I can't do this. Yeah. Like some queens are meant for it. Some queens are. Well, but also you're not going to have that crazy of a schedule unless you've made it. Unless you're famous and you've got shows and you've been on. Unless but for your common drag queen or especially anybody not. just starting out, they're not flying all over the country. I mean, there's queens that haven't passed through drag race that do that. Lady Bunny, Coco Peru. Sure, but, but not many of them. That's not going to be the Not norm. many of them, correct. Yeah, that's not... But yeah, no, your typical drag queen is going to be a local drag queen performing sometimes and correct. maybe sometimes not even performing, but maybe just dressing in drag to go out for a night. Yes. But I mean, you still have that low to high to low. Sure. Sure. Um, not as dramatic because you don't have people like swarming around you. I mean, you know. And some people are going home to their husbands. They're not correct. all going home to an empty apartment. So and going kind of back to drag itself, drag is art. Like anyone can do drag. A straight woman doing drag, they're still, they're just as valid. Drag is not how much makeup or how much, you know, how big your hair is. It, none of that. They're a bio queen because they're biologically a female. Yeah, that but makes sense. But a straight male that does drag is still a drag queen. Like drag itself has no gender. So... Uh, and it's an art it's an art form it's, an art. And it's a and performance people are gonna have like well they're not you know they're not wearing a breastplate they're not they don't have to like yeah if again it goes back to the pageant if they're entering a pageant and you have to look a certain way then yes but you know that going in there's so many queens from drag race that didn't do a lot of you have to do this. You mm -hmm. have to do that. Some queens don't sing. Some queens do. Courtney Act, Adore Delano, both from American Idol. But with any kind of art, yeah, the artists have the Full freedom range. of... Well, right. They have the freedom of expression to make it their own. Yeah. And that's part of what makes it art. And so... Absolutely. Even though you think that there's some confining rules... It's up to each artist to interpret those rules how they want and to follow the ones that they do and disregard the ones that they don't want to follow. I could not have said it any better. Thanks. It's true, though. And some say there was, let's say, a straight couple that had no knowledge of drag and that's our first drag show. If they look at two queens in their mind, the one that looks most like a female is the best drag queen. Is that true? No. No. Okay. But in their mind, you know, they think that. Does that make sense? I can see the inherent bias. I can see how our society has led us to believe that the skinniest or the most female looking, the one with the biggest hair is just the best. But yeah. maybe that. Trixie Mattel. She is one of the most successful queens to ever pop out of RuPaul's Drag Race. Does she look like a woman in drag? Hell no. <laughs> She looks like a Barbie from outer space. Okay. But the fact is, does she do her craft well? Extremely. Mm -hmm. Bianca Del Rio, insult comic, big time bitch. But she's one of the, she's like Don Rickles, but with a better wig. Um, <laughs> but she's the highest paid queen, I would say, out of RuPaul's Drag Race. She's selling out tours around the world, mm -hmm. left and right. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's Some fantastic. Some people like, she's hateful. I mean, like, but that's her brand. 
Well, uh, yeah, that's the shtick. Yeah, that you can either love it or hate it. Right. Is it funny? Yes. Is it hateful? Yes. But that's what makes it funny. She's not afraid. Her deliverance is perfect. Mm -hmm. And also you would know what you're getting into if you were to ever go to one of her shows. Like even Bianca was like, you know, you always get those ones that like get in for free, you know, don't pay for the drink. And then the next morning I have something to set. Fuck you. You always get those. And, you know, it's it's up to you. Do you want to invest in it or be like, I could give two shows. You know, everyone's going to have an opinion. Well, right. If you're if once you get to a certain part, it's like you're going to have haters and you're going to have people who love you. Yeah. She even kind of joked. She was like, even growing up, you know, I had three younger sisters and, you mm-hmm. know, my uncle was still working their way through them. So by the time he got to me, all I got was nice shoes and three ugly looks for my sisters for Christmas. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he he just there's. You know, it, it's an art it's just form. Bianca. Yes. It's an art form. Is he very successful with it? Absolutely. But, you know, it's one of those, it's like, she's known for being an insult comic. Alaska is known for singing. Alyssa Edwards is known for her dancing. You don't have to win to win. Yeah. And you play to your strengths and you use what you can. Yes. As in any art form, as in any career. Absolutely. As in any pastime that you enjoy, any hobby. Like, yeah. If you enjoy doing it if you enjoy drag or any other hobby that you truly enjoy doing it Mm -hmm. no one's opinion can steer your destination that's a great way to say it you don't even have to do drag it could be anything you could be a baseball coach someone may not like the way you coach be like okay thank you i'm glad you said that i would take it into consideration do you need to no but i mean if you don't have any haters I don't think you're pushing the limits enough or you're being too safe. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're just, you're just not famous, right? Like AJR saying like, where's my haters? I don't have them. I'm not famous. Yeah. And AJR folks is the band that sings a hundred bad days, makes a hundred bad stories. A hundred bad stories makes me interesting at parties. Like same thing. Like the, you know, if you get to a certain level where you have people hating on you, you're going to have at least that many people loving you as well. Yeah, You're always going to have haters that that's going to be there. The more successful you are, like, can you imagine if like Lady Gaga listened to her haters more than her fans? She would not be where she's at. I could imagine that that would lead to like serious depression, suicidal thoughts, self-hatred. Oh, yeah. Britney Spears. Anyone. Like with Britney, to me, does she have talent? Yes. Performing? Yes. Singing? No. But, you know, she's not known for her vocals. Mm -hmm. She's never been known for vocals. Right. But you look at like Adele, she's known for her vocals. Oh, yeah. You look at Celine Dion, she's known for her vocals. Mm -hmm. But if you look at every successful artist, if they listen to their haters more they may not have ever come out with a music that's probably most popular on the radio today. Mm-hmm. And that goes with drag. If if drag queens and kings and in-betweens listen to their haters more, they may not be... Hell, RuPaul probably would never have started RuPaul's Drag Race. Right, you can't let the negative comments define you or inhibit you. If you enjoy something, go after it. Go yeah. take what you want 
make it your own, especially if you enjoy it, and then go be the yeah. best you can be. And some queens is like, I get hate comments. Do I read them? No. And some queens is like, well, because it's there. And I'm like, no. As soon as I see the words, dear bitch, I stop reading. <laughs> That's a really nice way to start your, okay, okay. But I mean, it, it, it gets a point across. My very first comment on iTunes was like, don't listen to this podcast. Don't waste your time. It's garbage. And I was like, I've been out for like a day. Like, how does anybody even yeah. know to be trashing on me? Have it. it's, there's going to be out there. If you pay so much attention to that, like you can read them back if you want to, and you could go into there and be like, <laughs> well, considering with your haircut, I get why you said that. Like you can <laughs> you read start it back. Picking fights. Yes. Me, I would probably do that. I would probably go into there and be like, <laughs> queen, really? You know, it's case by case. But I mean, again, like people, everyone's going to have haters. Everyone's going to have that because trolls. Yeah. I want to say something behind because. It's easy to mean say and I something. have nothing else to do. Well, that and it's easy to say something on a keyboard. But mm -hmm. would they say the same thing to your face in person? No. OK, so drag has a long history, starting yes. way back in Shakespeare's time. William Shakespeare. 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 I like it. I like it. And it's really evolved over the last several years, the last few decades. RuPaul has taken drag so far and elevated it and all of her queens that she's got on the show have done a fantastic job well let's not throw words around but okay <laughs> <laughs> sure sure so, some of them most of them will have you but anybody out there who's interested in trying drag do Why it not? do it there's youtube videos message us message doug for advice teal death find your local drag queen find your local no, gay bars but no, no well, I not. get what you mean. But yeah, yeah like there, I mean, I, I'm still waiting to paint Katie in drag. Ugh, <laughs> I need to make sure I have enough setting powder. Hey, hey, but, um, hey, hey. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like everyone should, you may find a certain confidence that you never knew you possessed. I think that's what's fantastic about any kind of performing arts is... When some folks, they could be the shyest person you know, but they get up on stage and this whole other person comes out and it's amazing to watch. Yeah. And doing drag has made you a more confident person. I definitely know that. Oh. So go for it. Try it. Okay. Last closing thoughts. Never take yourself too seriously. And two things from RuPaul that I always live by is what other people think about me is none of my business. Oh. I think it's a huge thing. Say that again. What other people think about me is none of my business. Correct. Wow. That is deep. I love that. I love that. It's true. 100%. Yeah. True. What other people think about me is none of my business. Because why? Right. And what I love that RuPaul always says is, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love someone else? Self-love. That's very true. So have a happy pride everyone happy pride 2020 <laughs> i know you're limited but you know you right. gotta roll with the punches mm -hmm. yeah it's fine somehow to celebrate some yes. way and we've come a long way yes the first pride was a riot we got to keep yeah. that in mind oh and one more that i do love I, rupaul has such good ones and um, if they pay your bills pay them bitches no mind Okay. Because <laughs> yep. it's said in a very comical way, but it makes sense. Yeah. If they are not paying your bills, pay them no mind. That's awesome. But yeah, my biggest one, 
um, what other people think about me is none of my business. Love it. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy we'll catch Pride. you next time. Bye. We've laughed. We've cried. We've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride. Ow, to a dog.